Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, update your voicemail. Here we go. One of the most frustrating issues in the workplace today is getting someone's voicemail, then leaving a message, and then not knowing what's going to happen next, right? Often, their message isn't enough to tell you if they're in the office or not. They could be in Timbuktu, as yeah. far as you know, or when they're returning, when they might return your call. Yeah. Have you ever had that? You ever had the experience of getting somebody's voicemail that says, this is Mike, leave a message, and just the shortness of it makes you think, oh... This is not good. This is not good, right? right. Not a professional. I'm not yeah. going to hear from Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and people tell us all the time, well, you know, I can't leave my desk because I'm afraid somebody get a voicemail. And then you ask them, well, do you call people and give voicemail? Oh, all the time. Well, okay, what's the problem? And it occurs to me as we do this cast, the problem is people hate interacting with people's voicemails. And much more so now because of email, right? Yeah, when you get an email message like the one you just described, you often follow up with the email immediately because yeah. you, you just got to assume that you're not going to get uh, a return uh, return call back, right? Or right. if they're if they're in the same building, you walk down and do an in person visit yeah. for the same reason. Yeah, the urge to reduce the uncertainty, right, of next steps is stronger than any urge you might have towards efficiency. Yeah. So look, we can't change the people around you, but folks. This is Career Tools, and we can help you get your own voicemail right. There is a right way to do it, and this is what this cast is about. We have four simple recommendations. These are no-brainers. Frankly, a lot of people are going to disagree because you see voicemail as necessary evil, and the fact is, even if it is evil, it's necessary, and if it's necessary, and if it's part of your professional life, you ought to be able to do it well, and it doesn't take much to do it well. Four recommendations. Number one, we actually recommend you update weekly or even in some cases daily, depending upon your schedule. We're talking about your outgoing voicemail message, updating it weekly. Number two, more information is better. The whole point of a voicemail message that someone's going to leave you is to push the peanut forward, right? If all you do is say, hey, I'm not here, leave a message. The person doesn't know if they're pushing the peanut forward at all. Okay. So giving them more information helps them make decisions about what they're going to do next. Number three, obviously, I, I know this is simple, but this is career tools, and we want to be very, very basic about this stuff. Listen to your message to make sure you've got it right. And then, look, when it comes to your own voicemail, you've got to clear out your voicemail messages daily. I'm stunned. There are still adults that I talk to. So, sorry, you can't leave a message. The voicemail's full. And, look, I, I know the people I'm talking to. I, I, I know who they are. And they don't get 200 messages a day. And yeah, I know the company restricts the amount of time you have. And yes, there are some people who work for you who are long talkers. But really, you're telling me that you got so many messages in one day, it fills up every day? No, that's not the case. You have messages you haven't listened to, or you've listened to and archived them, or you saved them, and you haven't actioned them, and they've been sitting there for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I bet at least one of them is over a month old. Which means, of course, the value of voicemail being urgent or being more immediate than email has lost its interest. So four things, update weekly or daily, more information is better, listen to your message to make sure you got it right, and then clear out your messages every day. Cool. Now, okay, the first one, update weekly or daily. We all know someone who's been back from vacation for three weeks, right? And you call them up, leave a voicemail, and their voicemail still says, hey, I'm on vacation, returning on you know, yeah. August 5th when it's actually September already. But 
I suspect that this particular recommendation goes beyond that pretty egregious uh, faux pas there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The funny thing about that is, is that you know that people are leaving messages to that person say, well, dude, I totally know you're back from vacation. The person hears them and ignores it. We literally, so many of us listen to voicemail sort of in the background, probably while we're texting or doing email and driving as well, that we don't even hear people say, dude, I totally know you're back from vacation. You got to change your voicemail. And then they don't do it for a couple more weeks as if it's so big and hard to do to keep your voicemail updated, your voice yeah. outgoing message. And look, it's okay for the people on your team who know you're back and they just ignore the message anyway. They're situated nearby you. They've seen you getting coffee for the last three weeks. There's a whole raft of people, though, that, that doesn't apply to. And if you're back from vacation from three weeks and your message still says vacation, and let's be honest, if they, if they left you a voicemail six weeks ago while you actually were on vacation and six weeks later the message still says you're on vacation, they think one of two things. Oh, my God, how can this guy afford to be on vacation for six weeks? Or two, oh, my God, what kind of professional is this that he leaves his voicemail unchecked after three to four weeks because clearly he probably didn't get three weeks of straight vacation. He probably got at most two, which means it's been three weeks since he's been back and he hasn't checked his voicemail. So those people, people who collaborate but aren't nearby him, so don't know, they're left holding the bag regarding a message like that. Now, I, I know there's somebody sitting out there going, well, that's okay. I'll just never change it. I'll always say, hi, this is Mark. Leave a message, <laughs> which, of course, completely defeats purpose for a different reason. Look, people may not know you're back. Or look, if they're getting emails from you while you're on vacation, which so many of us do, they're going to be confused about whether you're working or on vacation. Ask yourself, folks, if somebody's on vacation, two things. Do you want to ask them to do everything you would if they were at the office? Our guess is no. And secondly, even if you do, do you expect to get the same level of service when they're on vacation? Our guess is no again. And obviously, this is built on our straw man of, hey, I'm on vacation. But the fact is, not having an updated voicemail message is not professional. It doesn't help people know what to do in that they can't get in touch with you. People are trying to stay in touch with you, maybe in terms of networking. Maybe somebody's got a job offer for you. And all those people, some of whom are trying to get something from you and some of whom are trying to help you, are unsure as whether you're in the office or you're working for them or you're not. And that applies even to a really vague message like, hi, this is Mark, leave a message. Think about what the point of an email or a voicemail message is. The purpose is that anyone who contacts you will have enough information to make their next decision. That's the reason they call you to begin with. So the question is, can we make our voicemail message helpful to people in terms of what to do next in that they're not talking to us? If all we do is ask them to leave a message, then they don't get to decide what to do next necessarily. The voicemail outgoing message isn't a hurdle to leaving a message, and therefore it's super, super short. In fact, in most, in most systems, once you know what somebody's message is, you can fast forward through it if you want. The point isn't that the person calling will leave a message, but they'll leave a message and then do something else, do something different based on the fact that they've gotten your voicemail and they learned something from your voicemail. It might be they have enough information to wait to call you back. They might decide to contact somebody else. They might do the action themselves. There's an enormous difference if you call me and you get my voicemail and says, hi, this is Mark and I'm, I'm in the office today, as opposed to 
I'm traveling all week in Dubai, which if you leave me a message at four o'clock in the afternoon in Dubai, that's well after midnight. I'm not going to get it to the next day. You're not going to hear it till the next morning at the earliest. So our message needs to help people with their next action, not leave them in limbo. Well, I'm leaving a message. I hope he's going to check his messages. I wonder when he's going to do that. Right? So we mentioned daily or weekly. Why, why a minimum of a week? We could, we could get to a day in a second, but what is it about a weekly that makes it so? Yeah, it really, this is a recommendation that has to do with your own operational tempo. Everybody's is different. At a minimum, we recommend weekly simply because most people can briefly leave their weekly schedule during a short outgoing voicemail message. And people tend to think in terms of planning their work schedules, their task schedules around weeks. Now, look, folks, if you're thinking that weekly is a lot, for some of you, daily is actually better. And actually, at Procter & Gamble, where Wendy and I used to work, the standard was twice a day, morning and evening. And you say to yourself, well, gee, that seems kind of crazy. Well, no offense, but there are a lot of companies who copy a lot of what Procter & Gamble does, <laughs> right? And so the question is not, how weird is that? The question is, why is a company that's known for operational excellence doing that? Because they've figured out what the purpose of voicemail is. The purpose of voicemail is to help the person who's calling be able to move forward, perhaps with something different than what they were going to get from you. But look, weekly works for the vast majority of us. If you have the kind of role that's going to keep you in one place or with similar days in a variety of locations all week. If the person calling you is going to need to take the same action on any day they call this week, then you can probably update your voicemail on Monday to cover the whole week. If your schedule varies a lot on a day-to-day -day basis, then, then daily probably makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're in meetings all day on Monday, but a Tuesday at your desk, if you're traveling on Wednesday for Thursday, busy in the morning, but not in the afternoon, then you can update your, your voicemail daily. Now, I actually have done this a little bit differently where I actually have, have um, said uh, – to people, my schedule is this for the week. You know, I'll be in Chicago on Monday and I'll be in New York on Wednesday and I'm back in the office Thursday and Friday. And when you get that message on Thursday or Friday, you know I'm in the office. And you know when you call Wednesday, I'm in Chicago. And if I'm in Chicago on Wednesday, most people who are calling me know that I'm traveling for a client and they know that when I'm with the client, I'm busy probably from 6.30 in the morning, 7 in the morning until 8 at night. Let's go a step further. If you want a really high standard update your voicemail with today's date and your in-office message in the morning and your I've left for the day message in the evening. Frankly, it's impressive that people are willing to be that dedicated and that professional. And think about it. You're actually being respectful of other people who are calling you. You're making their life easier. If you have a short outgoing message, that's making your life easier. And it only makes your life easier for five seconds because it takes that long to record the message. And maybe you're saving 10 seconds every week. What is that up to? 50 weeks, 500 seconds. What is that? Nine minutes. As opposed to giving people, taking an extra 10 or 15 seconds each week and giving them clarity so they know what to do over and over and over again every single time they call. Now, it's totally impressive to leave it twice a day with when, you know, I'm in today and here's what I'm doing or, hey, I'm traveling to Chicago today and then, hey, I'm done for the day. I'll call you back tomorrow. But you may have to work up to that level of frequency. We're not suggesting right now go do that. One advantage of recording your voicemail so often is you get really good at it. And frankly, it, the message stops having 
the stilted quality and sounds more natural and more professional. It really sounds like you're having a very brief, they're overhearing you have a very brief conversation rather than hi, you've reached my voicemail or even worse. The system says you reach voicemail of John Smith. <laughs> yeah. Please leave a message. Right. And look, folks, if you're choosing the system standard greeting, you're missing an opportunity. Now, some of you may say, I don't care about the opportunity. So, well, okay. As I told somebody recently, smile at people on the way up because you're going to see them on the way back down. If all you're thinking about is efficiency when you leave your voicemail message, half of the world, the half of the world that thinks about people first are politely at best and perhaps significantly at worst offended by your voicemail. And I know you're thinking, oh, voicemail doesn't matter. Everybody knows it's just, you know, doesn't have to be pleasant, doesn't have to be long. I want to be as brief as possible. And again, that would be the crowd that believes that communication is all about efficiency and it's not efficiency and communication is about the person who's sending well everybody knows who knows anything about communication knows that communication is what the listener does and that means the communicator needs to be effective rather than efficient so whatever your frequency you decide on if you want to try weekly folks great we recommend it or i'm sorry daily if you want to try that greatly we recommend it but frankly weekly is just fine voicemails which say this is 21 july if you, if you decide to go daily and say this is 21 July, when in fact it's the 3rd of August, gives an unprofessional impression. And there are people who will write to me and say, Mark, I remember 10 years ago, you were leaving weekly voicemail messages, and I would have to call you and say your voicemail message is out of date. And, and I thought, you know, okay, yeah. In fact, Michael Swinson can tell you that happened several times. My brother Walt, same thing. Hey, dude, your voicemail is out of date. And probably twice a year that happened. And I got to the point where every Sunday night I had a task in my palm trio years ago before the <laughs> iPhone, which says, update your voicemail. And it took 30 seconds. And frankly, often for people, your voicemail is the first contact people have with you. And so it better sound professional. And look, it's a matter of habit. And I had to remind myself every week to do it. My trio would beep on Sunday night. I go, why? I don't have any appointments tonight. Oops. And then I call voicemail and change my message. I'll never forget somebody telling me, you know, I, I said, I'm going to be in New York City and then I'm going to Harvard to speak. And somebody said, Hey, you're going to be Harvard on Wednesday. I'm at Harvard on Wednesday. Let's have coffee. And the guy became a client a year later. Now, okay, a rare instance and probably worth 50,000 bucks. So I was happy for all those brief Sunday nights spent, you know, those 30 seconds spent changing my voicemail. And believe me, I, I listened to him as well, which we'll talk about later. So upgrading your professional voice, your voicemail to a professional standard is worthwhile, but we also know it's a bit like getting into the exercise habit that there are bumps along the way. We still recommend it. It still comes across professional. It's still worth doing. Yeah. Not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Now you said that the aim of your voicemails allow the person calling to make their next decision or take their next action. I thought that was right. terribly interesting. Well, in order to allow them to do that, then we need to leave longer messages with more information. Yeah. Right. Folks worry about getting it over quickly. Well, that's, again, like you said, it's a focus is on the person who is leaving the voicemail, right? You're, you're thinking about the person who's trying to get something from you. Yeah. No, think of it this way. All right. I mean, it, it's more information and there are people sitting here right now listening to this going, ah, you know, I mean, I just want to say, hey, this is John Smith. Leave a message. Thanks. Bye. Right. Which I think is borderline unprofessional. But let's just assume for a moment that it's a long message. Okay. So I'll leave my message that would have been, let, let's say we're talking about my last week, right? So it would be something like this. Hi, you reached voicemail of Mark Horseman. Actually, let me start over and I'll start it right at the bottom of my second hand and see how long this takes, right? So ready? 
set, go. You've reached voicemail of Mark Horseman. It's the week of Sunday, August 8th. I'm traveling on Monday. I'm in Seattle on Monday and, tu- and Tuesday and Wednesday for our conferences. I fly home Wednesday night. I'm back in the office Thursday and Friday. Leave me a detailed message. I'll get back as soon as I can. Thanks for calling. That was 12 seconds. And it was my first time through, and I stumbled. I don't think anybody has a real problem with listening to 12 seconds. No, right? I don't think so. And as we said before, some you know people who know you, who have heard it once already that week, and don't already know what your schedule is, will fast forward through it in many, many cases. So look, what does your message need to contain? It's got to have your name. Reach voicemail, Mark Horseman. And actually, one of my pet peeves is, hey, you've reached Mike Ozan. And I think to myself, no, I haven't. <laughs> dude, I totally have it. Because you don't sound like Mike Ozan. And <laughs> you're not saying, hey, dude, okay. you're recording. Um, okay. But you're named. You whacked. Right? You're whacked. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm so, so sorry. I give some of my friends a hard time. So your name, the date. Look, he tells the caller how valid the message is, right? Where you are, are you in the office, are you out of the office, are you out of the city, out of the country, whatever. What you're doing and when to return their call and any other instructions. Now, we have a good friend, Bruce Jeffrey, who says, whatever you commit to regarding the phone call, make sure you have it happen. And I'm pretty sure Bruce's message says, I'll get back to you within 24 hours. I don't have any problem with somebody saying, get back to you as soon as I can. I think some people with military experience don't like the phrase as soon as possible because the military translate that as ASAP, which means like right now, because if you get off a plane and you hear somebody's message and your voicemail said, I'll call you as soon as possible, and you're walking up the jet bridge, technically it's possible for you to call them back. You've chosen not to, but then you've invalidated your whole purpose of as soon as possible. The question is not possible. It's as soon as you want to and when it's convenient. So your name the date, where you are, what you're doing, when you're going to return their call, and then any other instructions that may be necessary. You know, an example would be, Wendy shares example, hi, I reached a voicemail of Mark Horseman on 21 July. I'll be with a client in San Francisco uh, today and unable to be contacted. Please leave a message. I'll return your call tomorrow. Or please call my assistant, Wendy, at 830-555-9391 if your call is urgent. So look, the person who calls me and gets this message knows if they need a decision or information today, they either need to make it themselves, which if they work with me, they know I'd be okay with that, or they need to call Wendy, or they need to wait till tomorrow. And that helps them decide, do I reach out to Mike? Do I wait? Do I make a decision not knowing? Do I send an email? Which I know he might get very, very late at night, and he could reply by email, and I could act act on it first thing in the morning. When you get that message... There's enough information to make a decision. Where you are is important. When you're leaving your outgoing message, letting people know where you are because time zones matter and the likelihood of connectivity matters, okay? If I'm traveling on Monday, I can't return all the calls I get when I'm flying through DFW. I've spent many hours in DFW connecting out of San Antonio and on my way to all over places. And sometimes I can make five calls and sometimes I can make seven, sometimes I can make 12. If somebody's message says they're on base or driving or in a national park, the caller is going to assume that the likelihood of being able, them being able to pick up the message or, or get back to them is lower. It helps to set an expectation, and that helps the caller decide what to do next, which is the whole point of voicemail. Now, you mentioned in there where you were, and I've listened to God knows how many thousands of your, your Tens messages. of thousands <laughs> of mine, right? Oh, at least. You also always tell folks what you're doing. Now, why is that so important? The fact you're in, in Chicago, I can understand why that's important, time zone and all that. But why is what you're doing? The fact that you're with a client, what's what's the big deal with that? Yeah. Look, nobody has my cell phone who's calling me that doesn't know what I do, right? If they know I'm with a client all day, that gives them some idea that it's not going to be easy for me to return calls. I'm pretty well focused when I'm with clients. 
I can think of maybe two or three times in my career that I did something else when I was with a client for a day. Now, if I was separate from the client for lunch, for instance, then I make logistical calls and so on or, or call the office and so on. But other than that, it's pretty dive in and get wet all day at a client. But l- look at the difference between I'm in an all-day offsite and I have several meetings today. Now, you could argue there's some guesswork involved, but do you think the guy in an all-day offsite might struggle to return your calls? But the guy in se- who is, has several meetings during the day might have some gaps and might be able to get back to you? If you want to get a hold of the guy at the offsite, you might want to talk to a fellow colleague of his and find out whether or not you can get a message to him. But the guy who's in a series of meetings, you could probably put a post-it note on his or her desk. Our next action, what do we do, is determined in part by what we hear on a detailed voicemail. Wendy and you and I and Maggie, all of Amazon, right? Amazon is great because behind the scenes, a lot is going on, but Amazon communicates status brilliantly. They set clear expectations before you order a book that tell how long it's going to be before it gets there. If that changes, they send an email. Frankly, Amazon gets a lot of my discretionary funds simply because I know I'm going to know everything about it without having to worry about it. And of course, the great thing about Amazon system is it doesn't take any action on their part. It's all automated, right? If you order something and it doesn't arrive in the time you expected, whether the provider gave you a deadline or not, you wonder, okay, did it get ordered or did I get charged or where is it or who do I call? You literally have no idea in today's interconnected world. On the other hand, if you set expectations of when you're going to be able to return calls, it prevents your callers from being frustrated. So that's why leaving a more detailed voicemail reduces frustration and increases connectivity as well. If one of your callers gets a call back from you three days later than they would have expected because your voicemail wasn't clear, that call starts on a bad foot. Probably they've already actioned it and they're now you're now worthless to them in terms of that exchange. And look, it's also an opportunity to control your workload. Don't pressure yourself to return calls after a day of meetings if you tell people you won't be able to. Tell your callers you won't be able to return their calls until the next day. Now, I'm not suggesting that that means you blow off calls. You may listen to all the calls. You may choose to call one of them back. But you could easily say, unless your call is urgent, I won't be able to return you until to- or return your call until tomorrow. Yeah, I guess it's one of my pet peeves. I listen to these voicemail. And one, I can't understand the word they're saying because it looks like they're in gale force yeah. when they leave the message, right? And clearly... The person didn't take the extra 10 seconds and actually listen to the message they left for folks. If they had, they would have known immediately that they'd have to re-record it. It's yeah. I, I, frankly, I get messages left for me that people don't listen to. I'm not suggesting you should listen to every voicemail you give, but it's like, dude, at least be aware of your surroundings. I can't understand you for the street noise and everything else. That happened recently with a client in New York City, and I, I must have listened to the message like 20 times, and then I just got frustrated. I'm like, okay, this person ought to know better than that. So yeah, record at home before you leave the house rather than recording on the street on your mobile. Okay, It may not feel windy to you, but it's going to sound like a gale on the phone. Um, I forget that sometimes when I walk outside, when I'm on the phone here in the office, and I walk outside for a minute. <laughs> really? And I can tell before? you guys, I can tell you guys are like, yeah, okay, he went outside. So yeah, even if you think the office is quiet or and you recorded a clear message, if you're leaving your message from your cell phone, which is all too often the case, as opposed to leaving a voicemail from your desk phone at your desk phone, 
if you're leaving on a cell phone, you can't be sure what kind of connection you got. You don't know that. It sounds fine to you in your ear, but it's getting all scratchy on the receiving end. If you're a fun kind of person and you want to leave people with a, a lively kind of feeling when they're, you know, when they're leaving you a voicemail, then by all means, feel free to record it in the midst of a busy bar in the middle of the night. Yeah. That's always. Exciting. Hey, this is Mark. Sorry. Can't get to you. Talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. So check your message after you leave it. After you, ch- you, you update or re-record your outgoing voicemail message, check it to make sure it's understandable. Now, you mentioned earlier that folks need to clear down their messages daily. It's one of these things that yeah. we probably shouldn't have to talk about. We're going to, though. <laughs> yeah. It just happens way too often. Yeah. Voicemail box full? You mean you literally can't manage one of your inboxes? It's that bad? Folks, don't think for a moment you're impressing people when you say, well, I'm just, my inbox is always full, or I've got 600 email messages, or, you know, one person says, yeah, I've got 50,000 unread mails in my inbox. I'm like, oh, so you're literally that sloppy? You're totally unprofessional? And one guy said, I know what they're all about. Really? (laughs) 50,000? I mean, do I look stupid? Let me check. No, I don't. And look, we understand you leave a couple and then it's been a week. And then, by the way, if if you haven't done it in the first three or four days, your motivation to do it in a week, if there's been no pain associated with not doing it, your motivation declines every day. There has to be pain associated with the delay of a task. And if there's no pain, then the delay is really not a delay to you. And now you've got 30% of your voicemail clogged up. It's harder for people to leave messages. And you've got somebody sitting out there that really in a month is probably going to be OBE overcome by events. Uh, and it's just unprofessional. Yeah, this does cause an extra task before leaving for the day. No question. You know, you clear out your voicemail before the end of the day. But look, at least you don't go home and then wonder, I wonder if there are any urgent messages or along the lines of, hey, before you leave, stop by. I've got something I want to talk to you about. Imagine getting that message at nine o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning on the way to work. Your boss leaves you a message at, at six o'clock and you left at like 16. Hey, before you leave, stop by. I've got something to chat with you about. I would be willing to bet that 80% of the people in the world who have gotten a message from their boss that was left before they left for the day that they didn't check on and they heard it the next morning, panic. They have cold sweat immediately the next morning. And bosses, by the way, don't do that to people, right? Leave a detailed message. Explain what it is you want to talk about. So don't leave yourself with an urgent message hanging. And what if it's a customer or a supplier, right? Better to find out now than in the morning, right? Again, because it gives you a chance to take action and gives them a chance to take next steps depending upon the detail of your message. And same thing as setting expectations about callback times. You have an opportunity to get control of your workload. If you know that the action can't be taken or the information won't be available for a certain period, you can call the person back and let them know. Don't let them hold on to a belief that they can get something when, in fact, you know they can't. Don't let them hold on to that overnight. That two-minute conversation you have them before the end of the day, buy some time for them and for you until you can take some action. And if you don't check it and an important client has left the message, there's no question. Important clients know that if they call after 6 o'clock, it's reasonable to assume you may have gone, but if you respond back, that's a very high touch response. It may even be as simple as, hey, I got your message. I am working on it. Let me explain. And we can talk tomorrow unless you call me back pretty quickly. Instead of letting our messages dictate our work by their urgency, you can actually get ahead of the curve and start dictating the work that you want to do based on what you believe the priority ought to be. It's not hard. This is one of those small things. I mean, I've said before, 
Manager Tools is not about fixing things. It's about wellness. It's not about surgery. It's about wellness. It's getting well. And one of the ways to manage voicemail more effectively is to manage it more proactively. And that's use the system the way it can be designed to be, the way it was designed to be used, which is giving more information to help your callers make better decisions, even if they don't get you. So update weekly or even daily in some cases. More information is better, even if it takes a little bit longer. It's still not that much time in the big scheme of things. Make sure your message is clear um, when you're leaving it. And then please clear out your messages every day. Voicemail is everywhere, and it's often like meetings and email. It gives you a daily opportunity to practice and to demonstrate professionalism, and nobody seems to take advantage of that. Uh, and yet, it's really not a hard habit to get in. It's something you can do to improve your performance ever so slightly, and the question is, why wouldn't you take it? Yeah, no-brainer. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you all again next week. In the meantime, how about joining us in the discussion forums? www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. We'll see you there. So long, folks.